0: Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now,
1: here's Terry.
0: Good morning, this is Terry Wickstrom, and we are broadcasting live today from Lazy Days RV in Loveland. If you don't know where it is, you've probably never driven north on I-25. Because as you drive north on I-25, just before you get to Johnson's Corner, you'll see this huge RV dealer on the east side of the road, um, exit 254, and uh, it's the largest RTV, sh- uh, R- uh, R- it's the largest R- RV showroom in the United States, I believe. We'll get to that in a minute. But let me tell you what we got coming up on the show today. We're going, to talk, we're going to talk about um, wildlife viewing, the moose festivals coming up out east. There's a, a huge population of moose on the Grand Mesa now. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about getting ready for hunting quite a bit today. Nate's going to talk some more about scouting for your elk, both archery and maybe even some pronghorn. And uh, we're going to have the licensed uh, guys on from uh, Parks and Wildlife. They're going to talk about the leftover and over-the-counter license sales and how you can take advantage of those and still get a great area to hunt. We're going to talk some fishing, of course. Bernie Keith will join us in the second hour. And Bernie's always fun from up at Granby. And Ronnie Castiglione will join us. We'll have a tackle talk. So we have just a full show. But come on out to um, Lazy Days RV in Loveland, off I-25, and say hi to me. I'll be broadcasting here till 11. And I always hang around for a little while after the broadcast. I'd love to see you. Come by, say hi, and, we'll, and we'll, maybe we've even got a few little trinkets to give you if you show up. Sitting with me is James Paredes from Lazy Days RV. Good morning, James. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, you know, I got me sitting outside here, and it's so beautiful. I think I should be getting in one of these RVs and taking off to a state park somewhere or something. And Absolutely. Just we can take care of that for you. Just ama- oh, you know what? I, we didn't talk about this before, but if I rent an RV, a motorhome from you, can I pull my boat? No triple toe. No, no, no. just a motorhome. Yeah. I can you, yeah. you don't encourage it, though. No, we don't encourage okay, it. Okay, I shouldn't have brought it up. My <laughs> That's fault. all right. No. But anyway, you get out here, and you've got – tell me, what models do you carry, both rental and sale here? Oh, gosh. Um, we carry over 10 brands here in Loveland. Uh, Fleetwood, Winnebago,
2: Montana, Heartland, Coachman, Forest River. We got it all. Sales, uh, service, rentals. Uh, Currently working on a 2017 model closeout here this weekend. Got some beautiful weather and looking forward to making some customers for life.
0: Well, and by the way, I can pull my boat if I buy one.
2: Yes, sir. You yeah, I can, can. I can,
0: and that's what I, what I would do. But now you got here, you've got really something for everybody. Somebody that has the smaller vehicle, you've got the light pop-ups and things like that. We do, yeah. We I'll, have how big a vehicle? How small a vehicle can you pull in an, uh, an RV with now? Uh, your
2: smaller SUVs typically they're rated at about 3,500 pounds. Most of them, okay, with a
0: V6 engine,
2: and that would allow you to pull a, a pop-up or anything in that. Two to three thousand pound range,
0: and you rent all the way, rent and sell all the way up into the big Class A motorhomes. Or how big do they get?
2: We do, yeah, Terry. We have forty-five foot Class A diesels here. They go up to five, six hundred thousand dollars for some of the new ones.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's that's pretty incredible. How big? How big are some of the big rentals? Do they get that big too, or not? Uh, we do some. Uh, we do
2: some thirty-eight foot, thirty-seven foot Class As. We have a Class C. Uh, fleet that we do in the 26 to 30 foot range
0: well, you know a lot of people don't realize that studies have shown that vacationing in an rv is cheaper than flying or driving and getting motel rooms sure and you're not packing and unpacking you've got all your stuff in it it's good for the time but i think some people are afraid that um I, if i wanted to rent that that big motorhome i would probably need a, a A commercial license or something. That's not true, is it?
2: No, absolutely not. That's a great point, Terry. You know, um, just, you know, any uh, valid driver's license, CDL is not required. Uh, We have our technicians here, when you buy one, that go through the unit, show you how to work everything, use all the components, give you some driving tips, uh, and then our rental department does that as well. They'll go through with the customer and show them how to work everything before they actually leave the property.
0: So when they come in, first of all, you're going to make sure they get what suits their needs, because you have such a variety. You've got from the small pop-ups to the huge, to huge uh, motorhomes and anything in between that they want. So whatever their budget or their family needs or the way they like the vacation, this is the is this the largest showroom in the United States? It is.
2: It actually is, and uh, it's uh, the largest RV dealer here in the state of Colorado as well.
0: It's just huge. I mean, the selection here. You walk through here, you're going to see every kind of model. You're going to be able to see every floor plan and compare them side by side right here. Yeah, we have toy
2: haulers, travel trailers, fifth wheels.
0: Every class of motorized unit
2: you can think of, gas, diesel, new, pre-owned, we have over 300 units in stock.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking of the toy haulers because we have uh, Sun Enterprises is a sponsor of the show, too, and they'll be coming on later to talk about ATVs. Sure. And we're getting towards fall. We'll be hunting season. A lot of hunters would like, own, own toy haulers, so they can go up camping, they take pull it up, they get out, but then they can take their ATV to go further up and hunt back sure. if they have to haul game out. It'll really be coming popular. with People like to take their toys, don't they? Absolutely, they do. Yeah, and these manufacturers have really been listening
2: to the customers. We have 10-foot garages, 14-foot garage areas. You could fit two razors in some of these.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. And, you know, obviously this is the busy time of the year. School's still out. People are trying to get their camping, and I'm sure your rentals are probably booked pretty good right now, uh, but yep. but as we get later into the year and towards fall, people don't realize that a lot of times there's more availability, and there's great camping weather and places to go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: a great point, Terry. Um, you know,
2: RVing is not just a summer or spring experience. You can truly do it year-round, and there's beautiful parts of Colorado and even surrounding states that they can go and see, and November,
0: December, January, we do this year-round. Well, yeah, and people, I talk to the parks people all the time. We have them on as part of this radio show. And they're always, always telling me that they're continuing to get busier and busier in the winter and in the fall. First of all, fall is some of the most beautiful weather in Colorado. You get the leaves changing. You know, it's not as crowded. The kids are back in school. So you get a little more space. It's not as loud. and, And then you get out. And, you know, you get that brisk cup of coffee in the morning, and your breath is out there, and sure. maybe there's some wildlife around. Or if I'm headed out fishing, the fishing gets really good in the fall. It's just a great time to be out. And, and yet you can still be comfortable because you've got heating and air conditioning. You're totally self-contained, I believe, in yes, these sir. units. Yep. And uh, now if you're going somewhere where there isn't hookups, you probably need to get a generator. Do you have those in your packages? We do, yeah. Most of our units do have generators, especially all the motorized units would have one. And so you're going to always have comfort. You're going to be there, be comfortable, and you can step outside. And yet when it warms up in the day, you maybe have a canopy. And the other thing about RVing that people don't realize is that it's not just a getaway and a camping or fishing or hunting or vacation experience but there's a community, isn't there? When you get to these places and you go to these parks and you park, you start talking to the other RV owners. And there's this kind of a community that they gather together. They talk about their units. They talk about where they go. It really is that, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's a lifestyle.
2: And uh, it's one that some think of as, as not very big until they get into RVing and start traveling and see that it's People are out there making memories of all ages, you know, young families, teenagers, retirees. uh, You can pack up on a whim and and you have a home on wheels.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. And it's just uh, there was a survey done several years ago by the American Sports Angling Association. They asked adults over 42 what memories of their youth they remembered the most. And outdoors, it was fishing, hunting, camping, just being outdoors was over 50%. The next highest was a sporting event, and that was 12%. Sure. So you, you do create memories and bonding when you're outside. You get away from the trappings of life, and you're out there in nature, and there's just something special about it. It's almost therapeutic. Absolutely. Let's tell people again what we got going on here. By the way, I'm broadcasting live here. Come and see me, but you're the largest indoor RV showroom but the big deal right now is you're closing out you're going to be getting people don't realize that the new models come in because there'll be winter shows and things coming up so you're getting your new 2018 inventories if it isn't already coming in yeah yeah we have
2: some 18s in stock currently we have everything coming in at this point is going to be 2018 even some of our rental fleets here shortly Uh, And we are doing special employee pricing on all remaining
0: 2017 models. Wow! And you got pretty good selection of 2017. Well, you got you got the biggest lot in the war in the United States. You got I'm sure you got just about everything in those 2017. Yes, sir. We do. And and you got a lot of people here to take care of them. They come in. You're gonna you know you'll listen to them. You'll figure out their needs. And there is just not a better time to buy. People got to realize you. You know, there's show prices in the winter and things like that. But this is the time of the year when you're switching models. You've you've hit your peak sales, and now it's like any other business. Now you want to move the inventory, get it out, and they need to take advantage of that Absolutely. and get in here. So how long is the sale going on? Uh, we're doing the sale through uh, the end of July. All right. So we've got a, maybe another week or two here to yes, get sir. in here. All right. Well, James, thank you so much for joining me. It was uh, we're going to be here and it was great and what a beautiful place. I tell you what folks, it's beautiful out. They have an indoor showroom, but they got so many RVs out here. You can just walk around. It's a beautiful day. You won't find a better day to come out. I'll be broadcasting live here, I'm at uh, Lazy Days RV in Loveland, it's right off I-25, it's exit 254, come on by and say hi to me, come and just check out all the models of RVs, it's amazing just to walk through here and uh, see the different options that are available, the floor plans, the models, it's fantastic and it's the largest showroom in the United States and you can compare just about everything side by side, so We'll be out here till 11. I'll stick around after that. I'd love to say hi. I've got a few little trinkets to give away. And uh, we're going to be just broadcasting and enjoying the outdoors and trying not to buy an RV because it looks almost too easy out here. Terry Oaks Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. You do this to me all the time when I've got guests on the line. You play the Eagles. You know I'm gonna sit and listen for a while and we will debate. This is the greatest band of all time in the United States. It's another tequila, All right. Terry Wishram Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smokes Fish Company's Honey Smoke Salmon. If you haven't tasted it, it's incredible. The secret is in the fire. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife from the Northwest region uh, is Trina Romero. Good morning, Trina. Good morning, Terry. Uh, is it as beautiful over in your part of the country as it is here right now? The skies are blue. The It's just one of those Colorado incredible days.
1: It, it is. It is a beautiful morning, um, considerably different than last night. We had wind and rain showers through, but that's, you know, it's nice to have a nice cool off in the evening, so...
0: Yeah, we had a little Back rain shower.
1: nice, sunny
0: days. Yeah, we had a rain shower at my house, too. Cooled it off. You get to sleep nice. Now, I know you've got an event coming up, but before we get to it, let's kind of set the stage. Um, you know, several years ago, they started reintroducing moose to Colorado, and it's been incredibly successful. A lot of people are very familiar with the moose up by State Forest and a couple other places. But in your area, around the Grand Mesa, there's also been a very successful introduction of moose, hasn't there?
1: Correct, yes. In 2005, we started a reintroduction program of moose on the Grand Mesa. And over the next three years, they actually put about 91 moose on the mesa. And now we have well over 400 moose there. The population has done very well. We have a very good hunting opportunity for both bulls and cows on the Grand Mesa. And it's been a, it's been a very successful program and a good viewing opportunity as well.
0: Well, and that's the point, too, that it's the moose are such a majestic animal and they're great to view. We'll get into some of the factors on that in a little bit, but you have an event coming up that's just aimed at introducing people to coming up and watching the moose. Tell us about that.
1: That's right. So a week from today, on Saturday, July 29th, from 10 to 3, we host the 8th Annual Grand Mesa Moose Festival. It's a moose day it's at the U.S. Forest Service Visitor Center on top of Grand Mesa. It's a beautiful drive up. And although we don't usually see moose at the visitor center itself, last year I actually saw three bull moose down at a campground just a little bit below the, the visitor center. So it was It was a usual Yellowstone moment where everyone pulled off and we all saw moose on the by the side of the road. So they're
0: they're such a majestic large animal. Let's talk a little bit about the events and I want to talk to you a little bit too about safe viewing and moose country and things like that. But first of all, what's going on you're gonna have at the visitor center you're gonna be teaching people how to watch for moose. Is that right?
1: That's correct. So we we actually tell people good locations to go look for moose on the Mesa because a lot of people get discouraged that they haven't seen a moose yet. And here they've been here over 10 years, and a lot of people haven't had an opportunity to see a moose. So we tell them some good locations to be able to go and view them on the Mesa, as well as safety tips. You know, if you are hiking out in moose country, it's not a good idea to have a dog with you because moose view dogs as a predator, You know, they don't have a lot of natural predators here in Colorado. Uh, Adult moose, at least, do not. And so, you know, when they see a dog, they definitely are are very aggressive towards them. And dogs usually are affiliated with their their owners, people. So we talk a lot about that. And we have um, two formal presentations inside the Visitor Center that I will be doing on moose biology and safe viewing practices, as well as some fly fishing casting demonstrations throughout the day people can try their hand at, at fly fishing. Um, you know, that's a really popular activity up on the Grand Mesa with of oh, the so
0: lakes that we have there. You've got all those lakes up there that are full of brook trout and some cutthroats, and I mean, it's just a fishing haven, and you can get out there and just enjoy it, and the fact that you're adding that in, I think, makes it so, so great, and you know, there's campgrounds around the area. You can stay in Grand Junction. You could rent or take an RV out there and just camp somewhere and you just what an incredible place to be. Um, I want to get back to your safety tips a little bit and then I want to talk to you about moose location on the Mesa because it's a little different than some other areas. When you talked about dogs and them seeing as a predator I don't think people realize two things happen and you kind of alluded to it and one is the moose does see it as a predator but they don't run from it they run at it they try to defend themselves and that's Correct. when people get stomped. The dog, if it's loose, especially, will run back to its owner. And the moose is just going to pound on both of you. And, and, and if you're, even if it's on a leash, they might attack you. And you shouldn't get close to moose anyway because they've got a pretty volatile personality.
1: Th- that's right. That's right. They're really not scared of a whole lot. And, you know, when they, when they see a dog, they see it as a wolf, which is one of their predators in northern states. And so that's still in their DNA. You know, it's an innate behavior, and even smaller dogs, they they see as a threat. And especially if it's a cow moose with a calf, she's certainly going to defend that calf, but they will defend themselves as well. And moose, you know, they will. They'll stomp people. Typically, most of our interactions, um, poor interactions with moose, I should say, are conflicts that people have with them. Are almost always affiliated with a person with a dog
0: yeah it's best you know there's lots of great places to take a dog out but when you're in moose country you know i know you love your dogs You all want to be part of our life but just leave the dog home if you're going to be in moose country you know another thing too speaking of moose country you know a lot of times you'll see moose down in the wetlands and the willows and things and that's where people tend to look for them you were telling me the moose on the grand mesa are a little different
1: they are. And so interestingly enough, a lot of these moose came from Utah in that original reintroduction program in uh, the 2005 to 2007. And so their habitat usage in Utah is very similar to how they use it here. And they do use the willow areas. However, they use a lot of the oak brush a lot more. And so seeing them in oak brush, aspen type habitat is pretty common. And so that's where we you know, lead people to go and look and view moose. And incredibly enough, as large of an animal as they are, they disappear quickly into brush. You know, they can be pretty close to you and you may not see them. So that's another factor of safe viewing is don't don't go looking for them in deep brush areas. You know, you may have to kind of look and view, look for them for quite a while with binoculars, waiting for them to emerge from the brush out into an open area. But commonly, they are seen in more open areas of oak brush than they are in willows on the Grand Mesa.
0: All right. Well, that's great. Tell us again the, the date and times of the the event and, uh, and quickly the, the opportunities there.
1: So it's Saturday, July 29th. It's from 10 to 3. We have some formal presentations inside the Visitor Center at 11 and 1 we have a hike, we have hikes with wildlife officers where you can go and we have a telemetry collar hidden so the kids can actually practice the telemetry that we have, like collars we have on the moose. We have fly casting demonstrations and we also have a lot of other games. The Forest Service is launching a new app, which is a trail discovery game. And I also wanted to quickly mention that we have another moose festival at State Forest State Park, very similar format. Some other additional activities, but that's up near Walden and that's on Saturday, August twelfth. So some people in the front range, if you're a little bit closer to State Forest, that's on Saturday, August twelfth. Another moose viewing festival celebrating moose there.
0: And yours is seven twenty nine and it's up on the, the Forest Service Visitor Center up in the Grand Mesa.
1: That's correct.
0: Okay, Trina, thanks for thanks for joining us and hopefully a lot of people will get up there to take advantage of that.
1: I I sure hope so. I hope we have some visitors from your area, and I hope they uh, introduce themselves to me as well.
0: All right. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Uh, Terry.
0: You bet. That's Trina Romero from Parks and Wildlife. Tell you what, if you've never seen a moose in the wild, do it safely, but it is incredible. Karen and I have seen several. we had some brushes a little closer than we wanted to, and not on purpose either, so be very careful when you're going to uh, go out moose viewing. Let's go right back to the phones. And joining us from Adventure Campers, Ray Reeves. Good morning, Ray. Hi, Terry. How are you on this cool
3: Saturday morning?
0: I'm. Well, you know, it's isn't that beautiful? Aren't these the mornings we live in Colorado for? That rain cooled it off last night, and uh, what a day to be stepping out of a camper and having a hot cup of coffee, huh?
3: There you go. Boy, it's a nice day to get up and go camping.
0: I'll tell you what, wouldn't it be neat to take one over to that Moose Festival and then just maybe... St- you get a nice spot and then just be using your binoculars watching for them that would be awesome
3: that's the way to do it absolutely
0: keep a safe distance so what's going on down at adventure camper ray well we
3: uh, have started to get some shipments in from viking in particular so we're starting to recover our inventory levels a little bit we've got um, a couple shipments of 17 foot travel trailers from viking that are real popular with the slide outs and that's one of our top sellers this season so um, yeah we've got some inventory starting to come in from both Sonoma, Solaire, and Viking, and uh, we're, we're getting our inventory healed a little bit.
0: And this is the time to book that fall camping trip, too, isn't it?
3: Yeah, getting close to it, you know. So if you're uh, doing archery season or uh, black powder season, it's time to start thinking about it and get some reservations made for September.
0: Oh, it sure is, Ray. How do they find you if they need to get a hold of you? Tell them how they find you, maybe uh, online, and how do they find you physically? Uh, website
3: is adventurecamper.com. Uh, physically, we are located near the intersection of Arapahoe Road and Jordan Road, southeast Metro Denver. We're a block and a half south of uh, Arapahoe and a block west of Jordan.
0: All right. Well, I think maybe next Saturday, Karen and I will try to stop by and visit with you and just chat. You haven't got to meet her yet. Find out who my real boss is. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thanks for joining us, Ray. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Honey Smoke Salmon. Colorado-based company, incredible tasting. The secret is in the fire. Little dire straits. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports. Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. You'll find them at 98th in Washington. Stop by and tell them we said to say hi. Hey, um, we're broadcasting live today from Lazy Days RV up in Loveland. We're right along the highway, right along I-25. If you've driven between... Longmont and and Fort Collins, you've seen it on the east side of the road, this huge showroom. It's so big, it looks almost like a storage lot. They've got so many RVs here. They've got every model, every make, from the little pop-up campers to the Class A motorhomes. They both rent and sell. I'm going to broadcast live here until 11 and I'll hang around for a little bit. Come on by and say hi. I love it when people come by and we can talk a little fishing, talk a little hunting, talk some camping while we're here. And they have incredible sales. They're closing out the 2017 models. So you want to come now is the time to buy. Now through the end of July is the time to buy. Let's go to the phones now. And joining us from Parks and Wildlife is Paul Wolf. Good morning, Paul. Good morning,
4: Terry. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing great. you know, I got a question for you. We were just talking about the big moose festivals and with the last name of Wolf, are you a natural predator to the moose? Do we have to be? Do they have to be careful of you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you no, know, I'm not really at liberty to say. <laughs> That, uh, I Think that I have to keep close to the chest. So yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know we do, we do, um, we are going to talk about big game hunting, and there is now. I think there's probably not any opportunities left for moose right now. We're going to talk about opportunities you can still take advantage of. But the moose is a pretty limited draw. But we do have some good hunting opportunities for moose, don't we? Yeah,
4: we sure do. And you're absolutely right. The moose is uh, is a limited uh, type of of hunt that uh, folks have to uh, apply in the spring and be drawn for. And that's kind of where we find ourselves now uh, in the draw cycle. Is uh, we're past the uh, the limited license draw, and we're now uh, at a point where some of those licenses that are left over from the draw are uh, going to make themselves available to the public here within the next couple of weeks.
0: Right, and that's we're going to talk a little bit about leftover licenses, and then if you don't get those. Um, there's over the counter for some types of hunting, which are there's, you know, Colorado, we're so fortunate. We have such a huge variety of big game here. I mean, in addition to deer and elk and bear and pronghorn, we've got mountain lions, we've we've got uh, goats and sheep, we've got moose. Uh, just an endless big game variety and the state is well managed so there's good opportunities and the hunting is a great management tool that's part of that management and it, so the balance of the hunters and the management of the habitat really works out well. Now a lot of the hard to draw licenses aren't going to become available but I believe you told me earlier when we get to the limited licenses you typically we're going to see deer elk and bear and maybe pronghorn is that what we'll see coming up?
4: Yeah, that's correct. Um, as those licenses um, go through the draw process and, and there are licenses that are left over, we do have deer licenses, elk licenses, bear and pronghorn uh, that typically go on the, the leftover list each and every year. So hunters have an opportunity to get um, some pretty quality units uh, from those hunts that uh, just simply don't get taken up in the draw process in the spring.
0: Now, if somebody put in a draw didn't get, of course, they can buy an over-the-counter, but let's just say they're, they're still trying to get one of these leftover licenses. Is there a list that comes out that will tell them what's available prior to the sale so that they can be ready to take advantage of it?
4: Yeah, there sure is. Um, folks who are interested in leftover licenses are going to want to keep um, uh, July 26th, that's next Wednesday, in mind. That's when the list becomes uh, available. It's published on our website. So they can take a look at those units, um, those hunts that are going to be available, uh, the various seasons that are associated with those hunts, and they can kind of start to get a game plan in place for uh, what licenses they want to obtain, um, how to obtain those. They can kind of start making plans um, for, um, you know, getting their buddies together, whatever the case is, whatever plans they need to make to uh, make their, their hunt a, a memorable, memorable and an
0: enjoyable one. Now, the, the list comes out on the 26th of this month, and when actually do the leftover licenses go on sale?
4: So the leftover licenses will go on sale. There's a couple of dates there. Um, uh, Tuesday, August 1st is when folks can uh, go in person or on the phone, and they can obtain those licenses that way. Um, and then the following day, which would be uh, Wednesday the 2nd of August, Uh, folks can purchase those licenses online
0: now i know we're going to move on and talk about over the counter licenses too but before we do that if you happen to be lucky enough to get one of these leftover licenses now you've got a little bit of a shortened period to plan your hunt because you obviously probably couldn't do any scouting prior you wouldn't have known you might get this area may or may not be an area you're familiar with this is a time to really get on parks and wildlife's website and take advantage of those resources isn't it yeah, for
4: sure. We have lots of resources on the website, um, and, and the website it can be a little bit intimidating because there is so much information on there. But we have uh, the search bar uh, on the website is pretty user friendly. So, for instance, if a, uh, an individual is looking for information on maps. They can simply go on to the search bar of the website, type in maps, and all sorts of information comes up uh, about maps. There's videos, uh, video tutorials, things of that nature. Um, there's all sorts of resources on there. Um, just a, a small keyword in that search bar really kind of is the, the most efficient way to, to use the website. Uh, if you simply type in leftover, if you simply type in OTC, which stands for over-the-counter, um, kind of a less is more approach uh, is the better way to to navigate the website with the search bar.
0: Well, and even if you're still looking before you buy, there's things like harvest data for these areas, these different game units and and there's there's information on, you know, herd management. There's I mean, you can drill down to such incredible information. Information of when I was a hunter years ago, Um, we pretty much had to go by our memory and maybe a topographical map and a compass. And now this is laid out for you. You can pre-mark a GPS. You can really, really get your spots and and, and get up there early. Another thing I suggest to people, and I'm sure Nate Zielinski will cover this at the top of the hour, is get out there now to a unit you know you're going to hunt. Go fishing or camping. And just take the family up, and you can kind of wander around and glass the area this far in front of the season. Maybe you can spot some of these animal movements without having them spooked for when the season comes. Now, the other licenses you have going on sale are the -the over-the-counter licenses. So nobody has to go without a big-game hunting opportunity in Colorado if they really want to, do they?
4: No, you're absolutely right. Uh, The -the over-the-counter offers uh, an opportunity for folks to... To get a license, the the unique thing about the uh, over-the-counter licenses versus the leftover licenses is that they are unlimited in number, so we're not going to run out of them. Now there are some uh, rules in place that uh, permit customers from only obtaining a certain amount of licenses, just so that we can keep the harvest to uh, you know a reasonable uh, um, number. But the over-the-counter licenses, those those licenses are are unlimited, so a customer can buy one. Um, the day they go on sale, or they can obtain one the day before the hunt. Uh, in certain situations, they can even obtain one of those licenses during a season. So, and, and the good thing about those, for instance, we have uh, over-the-counter uh, bull elk licenses for the second and third rifle season, which would be late October into early November. Um, that one license allows you to hunt in 90-plus uh, units. So Colorado is broken into different uh, hunting units. So it allows you just that one license, um, it, uh, access to 90-plus units, which turns out to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 million uh, public uh, hunting acres or acres of public hunting land, I should say. So um, it, it, they're very popular licenses and uh, very easy to obtain and something that, that uh, uh, individuals should definitely keep in mind.
0: Well, and we're fortunate because I think we're the only state in the West that does have an over-the-counter license, and that's because we have such a tremendous herd of elk. It's, I think the elk herd is up to like 360,000 or something like that. It's at a management level. It was higher, and you guys brought it down. I'm not sure of the numbers, but we do have tremendous elk in this state.
4: Yeah, no question about it. Um, Colorado's often referred to as the the mecca of elk hunting. And uh, we have one of the largest herds in North America that resides in the northwest corner of the state in the, the White River area. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of opportunity. Um, you know, it it's, it's oftentimes is a matter of how hard a, a, a person really wants to, to hunt um, in order to be successful. And, and successful, you know, can, can be measured in a lot of different ways. It's not necessarily just about the harvest. Um, I know hunters who go just for the camaraderie, just for the experience, just to get away, uh, and be in the outdoors. And, and, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, doing some preseason scouting via taking your family hunting, uh, um, I'm sorry, camping, fishing, uh, recreating in the outdoors. And, and all of those are, are good things to keep in mind.
0: They really are. We got about 30 seconds. Last thing is the, um, the call center and the help. If people are struggling to know what they should do to try to get a license or after they have a license to plan their hunt, um, you've got a great call center and a help center that really will help them out, won't, won't, don't you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We have um, uh, experienced hunters uh, who work the lines. We have um, uh, a general number for general questions, and then we have uh, another number for, for hunt planners specifically. And uh, all that information can be found on our website or in our brochures, but talking to a hunt planner is really a, a good way to kind of get sort of boots on the ground information about uh, various units or various uh, um, hunting experiences that these individuals have as well.
0: All right, well, we have to let you go, but that was great information, Paul, and we won't tell anybody if you're a, if you're a natural <laughs> predator to the moose or not.
4: I appreciate you keeping that uh, to
0: yourself. Yeah all yeah. right thanks, Paul. <laughs> That's Paul Wolf from Parks and Wildlife. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. We are broadcasting live From Lazy Days RV in Loveland. If you don't know where this place is, you haven't driven I-25 north of Denver, right by Johnson's Corner. It's on the east side. It's exit 254, huge facility, largest, largest indoor RV showroom in the nation. They have hundreds and hundreds of models out here. And uh, uh, talk about, you know, not just RVs, too, accessories. They have the most incredible accessory and service department. Their service technicians average over 14 years of experience working on RVs. Let's go to the phones now. And this is probably somebody who could use an RV. He could get a toy hauler and take three or four of his ATVs, head up to the mountains. He could go moose watching next weekend. Mark Kite, thank you for joining us.
5: Hey, Terry, how are you this morning?
0: I'm doing great. What a beautiful day, and I'm sure that you guys are busy down at Sun Power Sports.
5: Yeah, it popped off right away this morning, super busy, but uh, it's, it's just awesome, man. Beautiful day, and uh, just just really, really good day for exactly what you're talking about, RVing and, and ATVing and side-by-side and, and all that good stuff.
0: Well, you know, there's so many uses for them, and you and I have talked about this over the years. You can trail ride, you can use them as utility vehicles, and we're not that far away. We were talking about getting a camper for hunting season, a toy hauler, because a lot of guys will use ATVs for hunting, you know, and you really need to get one now and get ready and be comfortable driving it, don't you?
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, now's a super good time. There's a lot of stuff going on in the industry right now. you know we're in the model year change, so we're going from 17s to 18s. So there's really, really good rebates, and so yeah, absolutely. Now's a great time to get yourself set up for uh, the hunting and fishing season coming up. Absolutely.
0: And of course, you've got that. You've got that track right out next to your place where they can actually test ride them.
5: Yep. Yep. That's we do cool. test rides right here on site, and uh, yeah, we actually encourage that. We want to make sure you uh, try before you buy.
0: You know one of the uh, ATVs and side-by-sides one of the brands you've really been touting to me lately has been the can Ams tell me about those
5: yeah you know we um, you know uh, we've been in business since 1972 big big one of the biggest motorcycle and ATV dealerships in the country um, but we just uh, had the pleasure of taking on can am Sea-Doo, and spider so the BRP lineup which is which has been really really good um, they have a new side-by-side out right now the can am maverick um, that uh, is just The thing is just on fire it's just awesome and we're selling a ton of
0: them and just what a great machine what are some of the things that sets it apart mark that makes it such a great side by side
5: you know i think quality you know i mean the thing is super super well built uh the quality's there. performance is just phenomenal you know as well um and you know they're just they're just a really really good all-around machine you know i mean the suspension second to none um you know so it's just it's just a great machine you know super good financing on them right now um and yeah we're selling a ton of them i think last saturday you know we sold six or seven in one day so they're they're just really a hot machine right now
0: now you selling the 2017s or the 18s or both
5: no actually i've got the 18s in stock now and the 18s got a horsepower increase this year so you know they're up to 172 horsepower and uh yeah so we've been selling a lot of 18s because of the horsepower increase so yeah really really cool
0: though what are some of the typical, you know, everybody sees the trail riders and the ATVs, and you see the side-by-sides occasionally and out. What are some of the more common uses for a side-by-sides? Is it riding trails, or is it utility or a combination? You know, it's really a combination
5: of both. I mean, you know, that's that's uh, you know, lately what we've really been finding is is that they, um, you know, they the dual usage is what people are using them for, both utility and then also, you know, obviously the pleasure and, and sport side of riding, which is awesome. And uh, the Can-Am, you know, it's not a very big utility machine. It's pretty much a full-blown race side-by-side, you know, or or, or real heavily sport. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, people use them for both, both aspects for sure, you know. I mean, working around the house or if they've got some land, that kind of thing, and then, you know, on the weekends load them up and take them camping and trail ride with them and, and, and do that.
0: I think a side-by-side would be a great hunting utility vehicle too, I'm sure.
5: Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, we do uh, we do a ton of side-by-sides for the hunters, and,
0: um, you
5: know, the, the usage, I think. The, the big thing is, is this exactly your point, Tara, it's just usage, you know. I mean, utility Um, sport, hunting, fishing, you know, all of it, it just, it does really well. And people really like riding in the mountains and stuff, sitting side by side, you know, which that that really helps a lot as well.
0: All right. Yeah. What other brands do you carry it, son?
5: So we do Honda, uh, Kawasaki, KTM, Polaris, um, Can-Am, Sea-Doo, Spider. And then, of course, we have our uh, standalone Harley-Davidson dealership as well.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And once again, you know, to find you, you're a little tucked off the road. So people, what people need to do is, I always tell them, take I-25 to 84th Avenue, go east, and your address is 88th in Washington, but don't go all the way to Washington. Go to Pearl, go north. You're going to find this five-acre campus with these huge buildings. You can't miss it. Knowledgeable people, and your selection is second to none, Mark.
5: Yeah, there's no question about it. We've got a, a huge selection here and just a great, great team. And, uh, you know, we, we love our customers and, and we're all enthusiasts, and that, you know, that makes a difference for sure.
0: All right. Mark, thank you for joining us. People, you need to head down to Sun. I tell you what, we're, we're broadcasting live from Lazy Days RV. Come here and get a toy hauler, pick up the ATV on the way home. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Mark. That's Mark Kite from Sun Power Sports, a great, great partner to the show. They've been a partner to the show going back to, oh, gosh, up. Uh, early 2000s if not before both the radio and the television we have some really great partners here by the way i mentioned we are broadcasting live from lazy days rv in loveland i'd love for you folks to come out and see me stop by and say hi i'd love to talk to you i would love to just say hi to you and have uh... Uh, you know, chat a little bit, talk some fishing. I stay around for a little bit after the show, so come in and say hi, and if you can't get here by 11, get here as soon as you can, and let's talk some fishing and hunting and camping, and we'll get you outdoors and take a look at these uh, these great, great um, RVs here. Don't forget to follow us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook is the centerpiece of this radio show. You would have known we're broadcasting live. That was posted on here You'd have known that Karen caught bigger smallmouth bass than me this last week if you were following us on Facebook Live. I may delete that post. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, and you'd also know the fishing report is up there. And we don't inundate you like five or six posts a day. You'll get one or sometimes two in a day, maybe five or six in a week. But it's always information. It's the up-to-date reports of what's going on or some personal interaction we had out in the field that we can share with you or what's going to happen on the radio show on the weekend. So it's a great way. To keep in touch with everything that's going on here and way to follow us, that's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. It also you'll see you'll see posts there about my column in the Denver Post and about our um, YouTube channel where we put shows up on a regular basis. Links to those shows always show up on our Facebook page too. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter.